0: What would your life look like if you felt competent in your body and in your health habits? We believe that competence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. Hi, Emily. Welcome to Free Method Podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yes. I am so excited to have you here. And we were just talking before we hit re- or Yeah. Before we hit it, hit it, hit it. That's not a word. <laughs> hit record. <laughs> And I'm like, I can't speak uh, before we hit record of, yeah, how excited we are just to like chat because I feel like we've been Instagram friends for a while. So it's fun to be on a Zoom call together.
1: For sure. Yeah, I know. It's like, I feel like I know these people through Instagram, mm-hmm. like fellow dietitians and stuff in this space, but don't always get to connect with them and meet them face to face, at least today um, enough, like, so. to put a face with a name and sit down with you. Yes, I am looking forward to our
0: conversation. Um, So to start, I would love for you to just tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself.
1: Sure, yeah. So I am a non-diet dietitian um, based out of Houston, Houston and i have a group practice here called we all eat nutrition therapy um there's now five of us dietitians which is super cool um we mostly work with people in recovery from disordered eating eating disorders we do intuitive eating work all that kind of good stuff and then i also am contracted with the houston ballet academy here Mm. as well and so get to do some sports nutrition and other things like that with them over there Oh, that's awesome. I feel like
0: I never did ballet growing up, but I've worked with a lot of clients who have. And I'm like, I feel like that is an area that needs a lot of like non-diet help. (laughs)
1: Yes. Any sort of aesthetic sport. um, Totally. Like like even wrestling, you know, like I know certain weight classes and stuff. Like there is such an overlap between what Mm -hmm. their body weighs or looks like in the Mm -hmm. sport. Um and so, trying to navigate that can be really tricky, so yeah. I'm glad as a non dietitian to yes. be space and also yeah. it can be interesting to navigate daily yes so. uh, <laughs> totally i I get that, and then you are what did you say twenty nine weeks pregnant I am, yeah, uh, so I'm officially in my third trimester yeah. got the cauliflower today, so oh my gosh
0: it's just I th- those <laughs> updates were always so fun <laughs> yeah uh, and I feel like the one I can't remember the name of the app I use but sometimes it would be like so confusing of like one day or one week he was like the size of like a pumpkin or something and then it's like the size of romaine lettuce and I'm like what <laughs>
1: like this doesn't yeah. make sense And <laughs> so one of the funny. upcoming ones was like a beet with leaves it was- <laughs> They didn't come up with this. They're running yes. out of and vegetables. Totally. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there has to be
0: like other things they could use. But
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, it's mm-hmm. funny.
0: Well, one thing I wanted to talk about with you today. So, for anyone who's like listening to this in real time, there's been an article kind of like circulating through social media. Um, by the new york post talking about i think the headlines like bye-bye booty heroin chic is back or something like that um and so we don't even want to dive a ton into like that article in particular but just even talking about like the influence the media can have on our body and i know um i'm sure y'all talk about this a lot with clients we talk a lot when when clients come to us and kind of have all these desires to like lose weight and look different, we'll always ask them, like, where does this, like, ideal body come from? Like, when you're picturing your head what your body should look like, where are you getting that measure from? And a lot of times people get it from the media. And so I feel like articles like the one that I just mentioned don't help. So yeah, I would love to hear even just kind of how you see in your own work with clients, in your own kind of space on social media, kind of conversations you notice around just the impact media can have on like this ideal body standard.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I feel like this, like when I saw that article come out this week too, I was 0% surprised, as I'm sure you were and a lot of people listening. Um, But if anything, it was just such a disappointment and was like... Jeez, like we're really still doing this? Like, are we sure? Because um, I love like fashion and being trendy with my clothes or whatever. And I feel like the whole early two thousands nineties fashion trends have been coming back, and that's kind of cool and fun to relive because I can remember them the first time around. Yeah, uh, I'm <laughs> old enough to do that now. Yes. Um, oh my gosh, now. Yeah. But like, it's so interesting to me that like someone's body size can come back into as well and i think we've seen that like time and time again as we look through the decades and unfortunately it wouldn't surprise me if we see it again in the future change in some way um but to me it just feels like another way that like diabetes can capitalize on our insecurities and i think we also see that in like the makeup industry too and like all sorts of stuff like they're selling a product and they're trying to create security so that we can buy into whatever they're trying to sell us. Yes. And so it's, but when we see those titles or we see these people on TikTok or Instagram, it can be so easy to go down that rabbit hole. Oh, well, I want to look better or I want to do this, or I want to be trendy in that way. Mm-hmm. I must change my body to do so. Yes. Um, It doesn't have to be that way.
0: Totally. And I feel like it creates this like evolving like hamster wheel of if our bodies are this trend, we reach this point of like not being on trend. So then you need to keep changing to like stay with the trend. Yeah. And I, I mean, I see a lot with clients too. It's like you're seeking this sense of like security, safety, feeling known. And so it's like, oh, okay, maybe if I look like that, if I have this like latest and greatest trend, then people will like me, then I'll get a boyfriend, then I'll get that job, like whatever that thing may be. Um, when in reality that should unfortunately I feel like it our bodies do play a big role, which is not you know what we're working to move or that is what we're working to move away from but yeah i i had a similar um response with the article of like a similar response with that article in the sense of like is this still like we're in 2022 why why is
1: this still happening (laughs) calder has some thoughts too clearly. It's like, yeah, mom, this is ridiculous. This is horrible. (laughs) Why do they have that? (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I think for people who, like, I just think about a lot of our clients who are like, on social media and it's so easy to like fall victim to messages like that to think like okay well this is the new kind of trend so I need to do things to manipulate my body to look like that um because yeah I think I mean like you said like I love fashion I think like the trends with fashion are really cool and I think I get a lot of like my fashion inspiration from social media um but we shouldn't be getting inspiration for like, Ooh, okay. Well now it's in trend to like not have a butt. So I need to figure out how to not have one or like all of these different standards where like a lot of people too. It's like, what if your body's just naturally curvy and Mm -hmm. is it all of a sudden not, you know, on trend? Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm, Yeah. And I feel like social media just makes it harder and harder for us to weed out like who is worth Mm -hmm. following and who's not Mm -hmm. because you may follow someone because they're a singer and you like the way their voice sounds and then they have cool clothes and that's cool too and then Mm -hmm. the next thing you know they're talking about like weight watchers or name or something yeah like how did i end up here like that is not Mm -hmm. why i follow this person but yet here here i am still doing this damaging messaging that Mm -hmm. i don't agree with Mm -hmm. um so i I just think it gets harder and harder to weed out like Uh. Who's worth following? And who's not? Yes. Because it can change any time.
0: Yes, I see that all the time. Because I think, you know, when we're first working with new clients, we talk a lot about like, okay, let's go, like, go through your social media. Who are people you need to unfollow? But a lot of times, it's thinking about like, oh, okay, that dietitian who talks a lot about like calories, I need to unfollow her, or these like fitness people, like people that fall in the more like health and wellness space. But we don't often think about like, oh, this random like blogger who now also is talking about, yeah, Weight Watchers or being on the keto diet. And sometimes those things may show up like a year after you follow someone. Um, And so it's hard to just create this like, perfect like instagram or tiktok feed i feel like tiktok's harder because it's like all these random things kind of thrown your way but yeah what are some some advice or some things you talk to clients about in terms of even just like i feel like social media in general like how to create a space that feels kind of aligned with their values um or maybe even what to do when they come across someone who it's like dang it like i didn't think this person was going to be talking about, you know, I'm following them because I like their like interior design stuff. And now all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're talking about like what I eat in a day. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> like this is not what I signed up for. Right, exactly. Um, well, I think the first thing that comes to mind is what you just mentioned of like cleaning out someone's feed. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can be really obvious with some people and really not obvious with other yeah. people. And so it, it might be one of those things that we're consistently doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily I do feel like at least certain platforms like I'm thinking of Instagram for instance mm-hmm. they give you the mute feature now or the mm-hmm. restrict feature or whatever I, there's yeah. all these different features I honestly probably don't know what all of them are <laughs> um, but I know it can sometimes be really uncomfortable when like that person you're following is a friend or someone like a family member and it, mm-hmm. it maybe would cause more discomfort to unfollow them or block them um, mm-hmm. but we still want to protect you from that so I think using like that mute feature and that those mm-hmm. kinds of situations can feel like a nice boundary that you don't have to like everybody about Yes, um, so we have that in place and just like cleaning out the obvious things for sure mm-hmm. um but then I think it's also about like what we insert as well mm-hmm. so not only what we're taking away but what we're adding in and that could be other non-diet dietitians that could be mm-hmm. people who do <gasps> interior design and literally only talk about interior yeah. design that could be a a puppy account with like all these Mm -hmm. cute little puppies walking around um it could be so many different things um Mm -hmm. I also think it's super important to have size diversity race diversity in your feed as well Mm -hmm. Um, so I have kind of like a mental list of like different influencers that are like in curvy bodies or something and I I love love that they preach and so i'm mm-hmm. always quick to recommend those to clients as well who are just like struggling mm-hmm. with knowing who to follow um and then me personally like i have a personal dietitian account um mm-hmm. it's just emily Hahn rd is my mm-hmm. account and i try to follow like a wide range of different people that i think would be really helpful for clients mm-hmm. too um and so i'll just tell them like go to my account and go see like Who I follow and who you feel like you connect to. Because Mm -hmm. I could throw out all these names and maybe you look at them and you're like, Emily, this is not for me. Like, maybe you would like to follow. (laughs) Um, I don't feel as connected. And so. Mm Um, I try to at least like point them in the direction of other mm. resources that they could explore themselves too yeah um and then there's always just taking time away from social media mm-hmm. I think like I catch myself at a red light or like on the toilet or whatever like yeah social media like I mm-hmm. will admit I do all of those things totally <laughs> and I probably spend too much time on social media mm-hmm. like who doesn't these days honestly yeah. Um, but I think if setting some of these boundaries in place isn't enough, it might mm-hmm. be that you need to pick up a different hobby or spend time mm-hmm. on your phone or something else in order to help clear up that brain space before you feel like you're at a place where you can come back to it and handle those damaging messages without mm-hmm. it impacting how you feel about yourself, what you eat in a day, etc.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that's such a good idea about having people look at your follower list too, because then it's like, okay. It's super easy. Just click people, see what you think about them. Um, yeah, I like. I've never even thought about that, but I feel like that's such a good recommendation. Um, and like I like
1: your account. You know, like yeah, you, you click on somebody and then see who they follow, and then totally. go there. There, you know, it can come out like a rabbit hole, but um, yes, it doesn't have to be just me. I suppose
0: <laughs> totally. Just like mm-hmm. any person that they trust, it's like okay, I trust them, so I can assume that people they follow going to be like good people to follow yeah. um i think that's a really good idea and yeah taking time away from social media i think a lot of it's assessing like okay how do i feel when i like get off of social media is it affecting my like mental health is it affecting my food choices or the way i view my body um because it is something that i feel like is so just like ingrained in our day to day. like it's so easy to just like grab for your phone any like free second you get. But then when you realize like, wait, this is like impacting a lot of like my thoughts and behaviors, like maybe I need to also just like take a step away. Um, I think that can be super powerful and hard to do because it's become such a like habit, but I think it can be a helpful practice too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Mm. Is there anything that you would add to that that you talk about with clients?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I... Gosh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I would add. I, cause I love what you said about the like size diversity, um, just, you know, race, like people who look different than you, because I think. What I see a lot with clients is like if their feed are people that look like just like them, or maybe it's even just people who have this like ideal body that they want to have, whether or not they have that same body. It's easy for them to think like everybody looks like this except me, or I need to stay looking like I do because that's how everyone else looks. But then when we add in more diversity in so many different ways to our feed it kind of can help dispel that thought of like, wait, not everyone looks like me, not, or not everyone looks like this ideal body I have in my head. Um, and not to say that that just automatically like fixes any of their like body image issues, but I think it can help shed light on like, okay, people do look different. And I think, you know, a big thing we work on with clients is like, how can we also view yourself, view other people for more than just like their body? And obviously like the first thing you often see about someone is their body. And that's normal because, you know, you, you look at someone, you see their body, but how can we not use that as this thing of like, okay, they're good or they're bad or they're healthy or they're, they're not like, how can we see people for more than just, the shape of their body and I think yeah diversifying your feed and being able to see the the character the personality of other people can be huge
1: yeah and so much unlearning you know like I don't think we come into this world with all of these judgments Mm -hmm. um prejudices and all that like that's learned at some point yeah and so yes. I think it does take this period of unlearning, like intentional mm-hmm. unlearning, um, mm-hmm. to get to a place where we don't have those automatic judgments. Yeah. Because um, know, when I first entered this field, I judged myself yeah. for still having some of those beliefs, mm-hmm. uh, and even when I logically knew better, but still catching myself in it. Um, so I only imagine that, like our clients or their peers or their family members, like still experience that kind of unknowingly. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that that can just be difficult for mm. a lot of people.
0: Yeah, it, it's so true. And it's things, I mean, now having a 13 month old, I've realized like, gosh, these are things we learn or we're taught from like such a young age, like even looking at like children's books and then things that are like written in some of those, like I was looking today actually, cause I was like, are there any like body positive children's books out there or that just talk about like food in a healthy way, bodies in a healthy way? And for some reason, one of the books that popped up was something about like someone eating too much sugar, like Tommy had a stomach ache or like something silly Mm -hmm. like that. I'm like, so if we're like reading this to, you know, a (laughs) one and a half year old kid, these are the messages they're going to continue to learn once they're able to actually read it themselves. Mm -hmm. And then it's easy to make that association of like, oh, okay, sugar's bad. I'm going to eat too much of it. It's going to give me a Mm -hmm. tummy ache, like all of this stuff. Um, And then even just body sizes. I think there's a lot of like change in a good way happening. But even thinking about like when we were growing up, like cartoons and in books and in movies, like everyone looked the exact same. And so it's Mm -hmm. so easy to have, it's almost even this like subconscious message. Like maybe there weren't people going around literally being like smaller bodies are better, but it's like all these behaviors, all these things that are happening enforce that message when we look at, yeah, the media, but just really things in general.
1: Yeah. I mean when I think of like the Disney princesses from the two thousands, yeah. <laughs> you yes. know they were yes. all in smaller bodies. And mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't anything I was thinking about necessarily at the time. It was like who had mm-hmm. the prettiest dress or whatever. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that was subconscious messaging mm-hmm. I received throughout my entire childhood. And I think yeah. like there's definitely active change happening there. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know if you thought there was just a Disney short that came out of like a plus size ballerina. Yes, uh, I did see that. What was it? Do you know the name? Oh, of the I name cannot one? remember the name I either. But but I saw. I yeah. Google it. Um, yes. it'll be the first thing that comes up. It's something like move. I don't know. <laughs> um, but like stuff like that is so refreshing and cool to see because that stuff didn't exist. For you and I were kids, you know. So um, I'm glad that like there. Happening in that yes. direction, totally. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking now
0: to see if I can. Oh, Reflect is that the name Disney's Reflect?
1: Yes, I think, I think that's right. what it's mm-hmm. called.
0: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. um Yeah, we're. And I think the more that can become like a normal thing, just to see people in like all different size bodies. Not that again, that's gonna like fix everything. um But it's like okay, it makes sense why we would have these like subconscious beliefs or not so subconscious beliefs. <laughs> caller is like, I have a lot to say, um, I have a, lot of- <laughs> I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, speaking of me having a, a child around here, I know you're pregnant, obviously body changing as like growing a baby. And I feel like this could be like a whole nother just podcast episode in and of itself, <laughs> but I'm just curious as like, I asked this cause I know for me personally, as I was like going through, I'm like, wow, now I feel like I can like obviously relate to people so much more because I've, I'm like experiencing this, like change in my body and talking about the pressure the media puts on women to like bounce back or like not gain too much weight in pregnancy. And like, there's all of these messages there. Um, so I'm curious how, yeah, that's like shown up for you in pregnancy.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think that like my experience is probably going to be so different from other people's just because like I have started this journey in a pretty small body and mm. um like that is going to affect my experience compared yeah. to what someone else is going to experience so totally. I think that's first off like super important yeah thing. but um I've definitely started to receive like more comments about my body than like i typically do in my life and so that both surprised me and didn't surprise me i guess at the same time um but even knowing like how to respond to people in that moment i think really caught me off guard Mm -hmm. um and and it is just interesting because like some of the comments it's like okay whatever um but then sometimes they're like what like why would you yeah yes like what are you (laughs) can you not yeah so mm-hmm. I, I I'll tell this story briefly I shared it on my Instagram story so um if you have already heard it there sorry you're hearing it <laughs> um but I went to the UPS store and this uh-huh. sweet lady was asking me like how far along I was and stuff and I told her um and she goes "Ooh, girl you gonna be big and I was <gasps> like okay like, what? okay <laughs> thank you like I don't yeah. know I don't yeah. know what context we're trying to put that in um but cool um, and then as I turned to leave, like my hand was on the door. I was like more than ten feet away from this woman at this point. She yells at me, Make sure you eat healthy. And I'm like, what? what? Oh I don't I don't I'm even I'm at a loss. Like Yeah, I I like I didn't Oh my gosh. But, but people receive those types of comments all the time. Not pregnant, you know. Totally. And, totally. Um, totally. I, this is a period of my life medium right and, um, I, it's, I know very different because there's mm. a big difference between being pregnant and weight stigma and the impression that people experience. Mm, totally. Like, but, um, yeah. yeah, it's crazy how people, just, people like saying certain things. Yes. Um, so anyhow. Yes. And it's like,
0: <laughs> why, why would say something like that be okay? Regardless of, yeah, someone pregnant or not, but it's like, what? like what is she trying to get across
1: <laughs> like but, but I do feel like there's this pressure of like your bump looking a certain way and then totally and I mentioned this before we hopped on but like the pressure to snap back so to mm-hmm. speak and, you know it's like we can we can't c- catch a freaking break like, no no we need to I'm doing a yeah. human life can I not yes right yes totally
0: I remember when I Gosh, I was maybe, no, I was probably only like a few weeks postpartum. And I remember getting comments of like, oh my gosh, you don't even look like you had a baby. And I'm like, that, why are you saying that? Like, and it's like once, I feel like after like experiencing being pregnant, going through labor, I was like, I want to, like, I had a baby. This is like a very life-changing thing. So I feel like to say like, you don't look like you had a baby feels like, okay, you just want to like discount like this whole everything I just went through for these past nine plus months. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like a lot of times people say things like that because they think they're like complimenting you, but it's like, no, like that's actually not a compliment. <laughs> like, like and I know I'm that like, comes from <laughs> yes. Like there <laughs> yes. Like there's like so many other things you could say to someone postpartum than like you don't even look like you had a baby. I'm like mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Not helpful. Okay. Ugh, gosh. Well, Emily, thanks so much for taking time for this conversation. Um, I feel like we covered like a lot of different little avenues amidst Calder just chatting in the
1: background, <laughs> uh,
0: such as life without childcare on certain days of the week <laughs> and a toddler who's like, I want to be so loud and do all the things. (laughs) Uh, um, But yeah, so for people listening, where can they find you? I know you mentioned your um, Instagram and then your practice where, yeah, where can they find all that?
1: Yeah. So I, like I said, I have my personal dietitian page, which is Emily. Is H A H N R D registered dietitian? Uh, that's my like personal Instagram, and then the group practice is We All Eat Nutrition. Um, and that's where you'll see like other faces from our practice and more just like general intuitive eating haze type messaging. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like on my personal dietitian page it tends to be more like women's issues pregnancy so i've been sharing a lot of like morning sickness tips and things like that that are also like through the lens of intuitive eating um and then i'm on tiktok as well as emily Hahn rd um awesome so can't have enough, uh, enough uh, right. content on that platform yes. as gosh as so yes it's uh, like we need all that we can get yes yes
0: uh. for sure gosh. Yeah. yeah. And we'll make sure all of that is included in the show notes. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's great talking with you. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the free method podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review that helps others discover this message of freedom. Share this with your friends and make sure you tag us on Instagram at free method nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals, head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode.